You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster along with Steve Gilbert, our MLB.com D-backs reporter at the winter meetings, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. And things are heating up here as we record this podcast on Wednesday. The D-backs in discussions with the Rangers. Zach Greinke on the table. Yeah, it's something that uh, the Diamondbacks, I was talking with a baseball source who said the Diamondbacks have been approached by a, a few clubs that um, have some interest in Zach Greinke. Um, one of the things, it's obviously going to be complicated when you yeah. start talking about the type of money that's involved, $158 million um, that, that Greinke still owed. But I think uh, one of the things to keep in mind is that most of the teams that have come to them want them to take big money contracts back. So the savings is not that whole figure, but just part of it. So um, I, I don't think that there's anything imminent at this point. I don't even think it's something that they, they feel is close or that they're really even pursuing. But they're listening, just doing some due diligence on, on what might be out there as far as uh, dealing And you said multiple teams. The, the team that I guess we've heard the most about is the Rangers. Is that discussion further along than other ones? Yeah, I don't think anything's gotten okay. too, for, too much farther along, um, but they, they have discussed a, a deal from what I understand. Um, the, the issue is the Diamondbacks want to contend next year, you know, so you, you don't want to trade away your ace if you're contending for next year without using that money that you would save to get something that will help you feel, that you feel will help you contend next year. So if they save some money in a, in, in a Granky deal, say uh, they want to be able to, to put that back into filling some of the other needs that they already have. And one of the things that Mike Hazen said yesterday when we talked to him, um, not about Granke, but just the pitching in general, yes, he's open to dealing a starting pitcher, um, but he doesn't feel they have a ton of depth there. So if he deals one of those five starters that they're planning on having in their rotation, he wants to know that there's at least a path to acquiring a starter back. Doesn't have to be in that same deal, but he wants to know that if he trades a starter that he can at least go over here and find another path to get that starting pitcher because he doesn't want to leave himself uh, you know, a little short in that and, area. And you know the fans, if that happens, if they see Zach Greinke get traded, the immediate connection will be, oh, well, then we're going to go get J.D. back, right? Yeah, you know, and I, I'm not sure that that's kind of what we're talking about here because, you know, giving yourself salary flexibility and then turning around and you know, <laughs> locking yourself into another five-year deal or whatever it might be for JD at this point. I don't know that that's something that they're thinking about. I think they, they would probably use that money to address several different needs. Um, they're staying in contact with JD though. They'd love to have JD back. I just I, I can't get my head around how the finances would work, especially considering that we're not talking about a one or two-year deal, but but multiple multiple years from on JD. This is obviously not the front office that brought in Zach Greinke and uh, signed him to that enormous deal. So when they took over, I'm sure one of the things, especially because a year ago he was actually coming off a bad year, now he's coming off a year where he was very good, especially at home. Um, that must have been an immediate thing when taking over that they had to think, okay, if we're going to really do this the way we want, it's going to be tough with that contract. Yeah, I think when, they t when Mike Hazen took over last year, they, they did a deep dive into this, the, whole, the whole roster and kind of looked at it and said, um, do they need to rebuild? Do they need to just tear it down and start from scratch? Or do they just need to add a few pieces here and there? And, you know, give Mike credit. He looked at it, and you know, a lot of GMs coming in would say, hey, we're going to blow the whole thing up, start over. That buys him more time, mm. to, you know, he can do things his way. But he looked at that core group. He liked that core group. 
He believes that that core group could be better with a little bit of adding around the margins, and, and he, he did that. He added some catching in, uh, to, to improve the defense behind the plate. He added Taiwan Walker to the rotation. He added Fernando Rodney at the end of the game. And so they really didn't have an intention of trading Zach Greinke at that time because he's coming off a bad year. They wouldn't get much for him, and they also felt like they would contend. Now the only thing that's different is that he had a really good year. Maybe they could get something back for him, but again, they, they, they're cognizant of wanting to contend next year and not just blow things up. The Granke dealings obviously stealing the most headlines because he's the big player, the big ace, but there's also talk about other players on that roster. And it sounds like the D-backs are definitely listening, willing to listen on other players. Um, Patrick Corbin? Is another guy, right? And the Yankees are the team that you hear in that connection. Yeah, you hear two guys, Patrick Corbin, yep. uh, left-hander, and infielder Brandon Drury. And, and the Yankees have been tied to both those guys. Um, and they have talked to the Yankees about both those players. I, I, what, those two would probably be more likely dealt than Greinke. It's a much simpler trade. And they make sense for a couple of reasons. Corbin is due to make a little more than $8 million via arbitration this year's final year that he can become a free agent. So if they trade him and they save $8 million and they pick up a starter somewhere else that's less money, um, then they can use that other savings to get a catcher or get some outfield depth, which they need. Um, so that would help save them money as well as then they could still spend money to get some other things. Um, and Drury is a pre-arbitration guy. Um, shown he can hit at the big league level. He's probably better at third base than he is at second where they played him last year. They have a glut of middle infielders. They have Jake Lamb at third base. So there's a surplus there. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would deal from their surplus. And he has value because he is very affordable. Um, and, he, and, he, and he has shown that he can play at the major league level. So um, maybe they move him to kind of uh, get back a piece that if they then were to trade Corbin, they get a starter back that way. So I think that's kind of the, you know, the, 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 how the pieces all fit together. And that's why sometimes at these winter meetings, we talk about all these possible trades and they don't happen because they're kind of contingent on other things happening, and sometimes things come together real quick. So we'll see what happens on those two fronts. It's certainly two needs for the Yankees when you think about a starting pitcher and a second baseman, especially with the moves they've made here at the winter meetings. Is it a one or the other thing, or are the Yankees interested in both? That's a great question. I don't know the answer yeah. to that. I would imagine that they probably are interested in both, and Drury being able to play third base, probably better than second base. That's appealing to him as well, I would imagine. Um, so I don't know if it's uh, if it would be one or both or, or how that would work, but certainly the, they've gotten a lot of calls on Brandon Drury because of the reasons we talked about his age, his uh, his affordability, and also his production. You look forward uh, to the future a little bit, and obviously they want to win now, but it's also a team that I think wants to build things through the system, get younger, get get prospects into it. And you look at that system right now, and there's some talent there. Not all of it ready to come right away but some of those guys in their top five prospects according to mlbpipeline.com could make their way to the majors in 2018 john duplantier had a huge season in 2017 i think he was the pipeline pitcher of the year um how close is he probably not as close as as some of the other guys like a like a bondo like a um, shipley like a taylor clark those guys are probably closer um, but he, he did have a great year last year. Is somebody maybe towards the end of the year that they could take a look at, depending on how his season goes. Um, but I would say later at the year would be probably the earliest for him. But that is something that, that Mike Hazen has made a, a, a real point of, is kind of replenishing the farm system. The word he always uses, um, and he has since his introductory press conference, is sustainability. Mm -hmm. 
he wants to be able to sustain the success. And in that market size, that means having a farm system that's constantly providing prospects. And right now at the top ends, they might be a little, uh, a little weaker than they are at the bottom end. So he's trying to kind of, in trades, kind of bridge that gap a little bit so that they don't all of a sudden get to a place where, where they have a, a dearth of, of guys ready to step in if need be. Fernando Rodney is still available, still a possibility, right, that he returns to Arizona? Yeah, I mean, they, they liked him. And I, I think, again, they're, they're looking at what they what can they afford. And, and they built that bullpen last year on a, on a pretty shoestring budget and had a lot of success. So I think that they want to try kind of that again. We talked to, we've talked in the past about kind of keeping the flexibility. they got Archie Bradley. they got Brad Boxberger. Uh, can kind of mix and match late in the game if they want to. They can go get a closer if one you know falls into their lap. If the market uh, you know leaves somebody hanging, because like last year, Fernando Rodney coming off a poor second half, they got him at a reasonable cost. They may look to do something like that again if Fernando signs somewhere else. All right, great stuff. This has been MLB.com Extras, our D-backs edition. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. <laughs>